Welcome to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast, where we share tips, information, and success stories about a revolutionary treatment for alcohol use disorder called the Sinclair Method, or TSM. TSM can help most people reduce rather than abstain from alcohol by addressing the root cause of problem drinking, which is inside the brain. I'm your host, Katie Lane, Sinclair Method success story and co-founder of Thrive Alcohol Recovery, where we help you find freedom from problem drinking using this approach so that you can live your best life. Let's dive into today's episode. everyone, it's Katie, and I want to talk today about the issue of non-compliance for people who are on naltrexone treatment following the Sinclair method for alcohol addiction. And now when I say non-compliance, I mean someone is taking the naltrexone, but they're not taking it um, following the Sinclair method, which is in a targeted dose before you drink. They might be skipping doses um, and just not taking it 100% of the time or not waiting at least a full hour before they start to drink um, after they've taken the medication. And so this is, you know, a, a fairly common, I mean, not super common, but I do get a few emails a month from people who are struggling with this issue of non-compliance where, you know, they feel committed, they want to make this change, yet from time to time they find themselves not taking the medication. And why am I doing this? How can I overcome this tendency? Um, so I want to talk today just kind of my personal tips and thoughts on this and how to really work through this experience and get yourself to a place where you are 100% compliant with taking the medication 100% of the time because I've made other videos about this but if you are if you're not doing that if you're not consistent with taking the medication before you drink it just throws things off it hinders your progress it prevents your brain from creating those new neural pathways that are no longer associating pleasure with alcohol um, so it just it's really not good and so I, I but I, I'm also very aware that this is a, a common thing that happens for people and a real issue because the naltrexone is blocking a lot of the pleasure from alcohol so it's not the same pleasurable experience and so people will skip doses just to get that reward that they're used to getting from alcohol. So I just want to talk a little bit today on my thoughts on this and how perhaps you can overcome this if you're struggling with it yourself um, and find the motivation to really commit to this method. Um, so again, this, this actually was a request from somebody to talk about this and I get these um, comments and questions fairly regularly and so I, I also pulled um, the TSM Facebook group to ask people, you know, who have who have struggled with this because I never struggled with this personally. I was always compliant. Um, I just was so over my alcohol addiction and so ready to make the change. But I asked some people on Facebook as well who have struggled with this and got their input. So I will incorporate that into this video as well. And so to begin with, you know, I think people who struggle with the compliance issue are well aware of why they're doing it. I see this in people who email me. They say, you know, I'm, I've been compliant, but I really just wanted to numb out tonight or I had a bad day at work or I just really wanted to check out. So I um, decided to not take the, the medication before because, you know, the naltrexone is blocking that from happening a lot of the time. And so they're well aware that they're still wanting to use alcohol to numb out. And why am I doing this? And how can I stop doing this? How can I make the commitment to be compliant? And one person on the Facebook group said, and I totally agree with this, is you have, and this is very like AA 12 steps, but you have to really admit that you have a problem and, and really get, get truthful with yourself about this being a real problem. Because if you are still using alcohol to numb out um, and not fully complying with this method, 
you know, the rewards you're getting from alcohol are still somewhat greater than the rewards you will get from not having this abusive relationship with alcohol. So for me, before I'd gotten on the Sinclair method, I was really getting to a point of being terrified of my alcohol addiction. I was putting myself in more risky situations. I felt my health suffering. Things were not going well for me. And so I was literally, literally in a place of just feeling terrified of my addiction and kind of realizing that I'm slowly killing myself with this over drinking that I was doing all the time. And so perhaps when I started on this method, I had that reality check within myself where I was very aware of how risky this problem was within me and that if I didn't make a change, things were going to get really bad. And so if you're someone who is struggling with compliance, you know, to really face the reality of your situation and you know, make a list or just think about it and spend time thinking about it because this is where insight and motivation will come when you really go deep within and ask these tough questions of yourself. You know, why do I want to numb out and what are the consequences of me continuing to do this? What does my life look like six months, one year, five years down the road if I continue down the path that I am? And it's not like it's a quick fix thing that's just going to change overnight. You know, there might be a time period of non-compliance where it's slowly, little by little, leading up to you being compliant. Maybe you're not compliant a couple days a week now and you're slowly going to move up to one day a week of non-compliance or one day a month of non-compliance. And you just take those baby steps because it can feel overwhelming if you're trying to do this all at once and and taking this medication beforehand that's a huge change that's why I tell people like the first month of being on this method your only goal should be getting compliant because it's changing everything it's changing how much you're drinking it's changing how you feel when you drink which has been for many of us um, not only something we're dependent on, but a habit and a coping mechanism and, mechanism and a, a relationship we've had with this substance for years or decades. And so now Trexone comes in and poof, just changes all of that. And so, you know, I can really understand why people would not want to be compliant because if you've been using alcohol to numb or to cope or to escape responsibility and escape depression or anxiety, all of these things, and all of a sudden, alcohol is not giving you that reward anymore it's easy to just say okay screw it i'm going to get that reward tonight because things are too hard but the thing is is alcohol is just a false reward it's not real and it's only slowly sabotaging you more it's it's contributing to your depression to your anxiety to your responsibilities feeling like they're overwhelming if you're feeling unhappy in other areas of your life, it's only putting fuel on the fire. It's a temporary relief that is elusive. It's not even real. It just kind of numbs you out for a few hours or a day or a couple days, however long you're drinking without um, the naltrexone, and the problems are still there the next day. And the thing with alcohol that I realized in my personal experience is when I was abusing it so much, it just weakened me. It absolutely stunted my ability to be able to deal with problems of life, like getting I've said this in other videos, getting my oil changed was just like a nightmare, doing laundry, going to the grocery store, like everything was so hard. And that was because alcohol just kept me in this low, low vibrational fog and illness in a way. And so, you know, these are all things that I came to terms with and still come to terms with over a year sober of just how much alcohol was dampening my life and my spirit and slowly killing me, like really. And these are things that I'm talking about that you 
you really need to get honest with yourself if you're not compliant like okay what are the what are the risk factors of this why am i not complying what am i afraid of and these are questions you just have to repeatedly ask yourself and slowly but surely you can get the insight and that will help to build motivation as you get to know yourself more get to understand the why's behind how you're operating and you know really the the depth of your relationship with alcohol so that you can start to um, you know, baby steps, tiny things start to get more compliant and um, be more disciplined with yourself. It does take a level of discipline and motivation. It's, it's, um, I saw C3 Foundation recently posted an article saying, you know, it, it doesn't take willpower, but it does take effort or something of that nature. And I think being dependent on alcohol makes giving any effort really, really hard. I've, that was my experience just again doing anything it was so hard and so it does take a little bit of grit and strength and ability on your side and that's where it can be helpful to you know read inspirational books self-help books get massages really take care of yourself so that you can start to start to strengthen yourself so that you have the ability to give forth some of that effort that is required to be a little bit more disciplined. And, and I'm not saying making a massive change overnight that prevents change from happening at all when we have this mountain in front of us. It's just about going forward little, little by little. Another, I think, really important aspect of this that is fairly obvious, you know, a lot of us who have dependent on alcohol really use it to cope. It's our number one coping mechanism. When we've had a stressful day, we go to alcohol. When we've had a great day, we go to alcohol. Um, and we're, we've just been trained really to um, use this substance as a way to cope with everything, every tough emotion, every good emotion, um, you name it. It's, it's been our go-to. It's really been our ritual. And so that is a habit, yes, and it is about building up new habits, but it's more about creating new rituals for yourself so that you have something else to go to that's going to feel comforting and like something that's going to really hold you and take care of you. Because I know with alcohol that again it was I mentioned it earlier it was like this relationship where alcohol knew me and it always gave me what I wanted and it was like this personal connection I had with that substance and it was really a way for me in some sense to connect more deeply with myself because I'd get in my own drunken state and have crazy thoughts and do crazy things and nobody else was having this experience but I was having it with myself and so that was a very intimate relationship that I had with alcohol and so um, I realized I really needed to create that kind of relationship with other things, with something else. And I'm not saying replacing alcohol with another substance, though um, I know people who have used marijuana to kind of like step off alcohol, but that is also risky because you can become you know, mentally or habitually dependent on marijuana and that has its other, you know, own other consequences. So I, I don't recommend that necessarily, though I think it's less harmful than alcohol. But for me, things that I started to do was, you know, I started to really get clear about what needs I had that alcohol was meeting for me. Like, for example, at the end of the day, I would, I was in a job that I hated so much and I just wanted to come home and feel like held, you know, I wanted to feel cared for because I was so mistreated at my job. I just felt like I was abused all day and I wanted to kind of come home and just feel like I was being held by something and cared for and I didn't have a worry in the world. And so I st slowly started to find other things that would make me feel held and cared for. And for me, 
that you know, was like taking baths all the time with Epsom salt that felt really grounding and essential oils and dimming the lights and playing really soft music, um, burning different incense and herbs that the smell really felt grounding and nourishing to me. Um, getting massages and um, really doing things that are taking care of myself and not pushing myself too hard. Even getting like a really soft, cozy blanket or a heating pad and just wrapping myself in this blanket or putting a heating pad on me to just feel like I was really being held, which is what alcohol had been doing for so long. And this was a way for me to kind of translate that, that coping that I was using alcohol for into other things that were less destructive and less harmful and were actually going to be healed me and being good for me. One other thing I use, which I don't know if I've talked about before, is lemon balm or kava root. Um, lemon balm is such a magical herb. It's so relaxing and calming. And I recently posted on a Facebook thing, I think, about how you know, if I've had a stressful day, it's like I run home to this lemon balm now and like use it almost like I did alcohol. And it's just like a really healing herb that does wonders for the nervous system and the health overall. But all this to say, I've created these new rituals in my life that are my go-to for coping. Um, and this was a process. It didn't happen overnight. And it started with me really just putting forth that little bit of effort, not having that knee-jerk reaction to drink, especially once my cravings were starting to lift. And, you know, I was like, do I want to drink? Do I not want to drink? It, it took some courage to be like, okay, you know, I'm going to try taking a bath with some Epsom salt feel see how it feels if in an hour i still want to drink then i will drink and sometimes i would drink sometimes i wouldn't drink or i would go have a delicious meal or i would try the lemon balm or guided meditation or other just any anything that really sounded good and that i was drawn to in order to start incorporating in these new rituals these new habits in my life that were healthier coping mechanisms much healthier coping mechanisms and things that i could really go to in order to feel cared for and meet the needs that alcohol was meeting where i really felt held and again this this took time this took time of me months and months and even still again over a year sober i'm still kind of incorporating and in healing rituals i don't want to drink anymore but there are times when i really want to numb out and just escape and nothing is as much of a quick fix you know as alcohol was but I have these other rituals now where like my bath is like my solace or my lemon balm or going to on walks or calling up and getting a massage booked right away or eating a really delicious nourishing meal or cooking or watching a movie that just transports me to another reality um, it took time for me to kind of recognize these and realize these as rituals, but with enough repeated use, just like with alcohol, with enough repeated use, you can become habitually dependent on it and addicted to it. Um, with enough repeated use with these rituals, they become habits and second nature. And so, like I said, I run home to that lemon balm and I just, oh, I love it. It makes me feel so good um, if I've had a hard day and I know that's going to be the thing that's going to soothe me. Or I wrap myself in a blanket or a heating pad or, or take a bath or go for a walk. Or some people it's going to be exercise I exercise too sometimes um, but it was all about just being really really gentle with myself um, not pushing yourself too hard not putting too much pressure or expectations on yourself to to have your Sinclair method experience look a certain way if you're not complying okay you know that that's okay try not to judge yourself for it what are tiny goals you can start to make toward more compliance um, you know, again, if it's a couple days a week of not compliance or one day a month, just just try to incrementally reduce your days where you're not complying 
and reward yourself. I've said this in so many videos, set yourself up for success by rewarding yourself and treating yourself when you've done something good. If you have fewer non-compliance days, reward the heck out of yourself. Don't reward yourself with a non-compliance day, but reward yourself with other things that feel really good and feel really rewarding. Um, not punishing, like, you know, for me, like working out, um, I love to work out, but only when I feel like it. So it wasn't like I could go out and work out to reward myself. That didn't always feel like a reward, more like a indulgent meal or treating myself in to a massage or going out shopping or something felt really rewarding. So don't be afraid to reward yourself and set teeny tiny goals to get yourself toward where you want to be. Like try not to view it as this massive mountain you need to climb, but just as the sayings go, you know, just one step at a, at a time, one foot in front of another and realize, you know, it's it's the decisions you're making, like all of these little decisions you make every single day are what lead up to the big change. And so even something that feels as insignificant when you're faced with the decision, you know, to take the pill or not to take the pill, realizing what a massive impact that tiny decision can have over the long term. If you consistently take the pill, oh my gosh, your life will be changed. And that's something someone said in the Facebook group too, like, they were non-compliant I think over the course of five years they've tried this method and they've um, on their third time of going back to it and being compliant and they said this time was when they finally finally committed and stayed consistent to it and taking it every time and it's a world of difference and they're not going back ever again and so I think once you are compliant enough and you kind of taste that success and you start to see yourself evolve and grow it's like oh my gosh you start to get the glimpse of how sweet and precious and amazing life can be and get you out of the trap of alcohol and for me it's like I feel like I dodged a bullet with the alcohol and like nothing would send me back there because you know my life has become so full and joyful and just um yeah enjoyable for the really the first time in like 10 years like alcohol I just see it as this absolutely superficial pleasure and not to say everyone has to stop drinking I think it has its place but um, for me it just wasn't what I wanted to do anymore it was just this thing that was superficially numbing me that wasn't um, giving me any benefits and really it was stripping away my potential and my life and causing me to live from this dull place where I was literally in this trap of alcohol addiction and couldn't couldn't escape it and so I guess to wrap up this video you know for people who are struggling with compliance um, really go within yourself to understand why it is that you still want to numb out and not comply with taking the medication and how can you put forth a little bit more effort every single day in order to kind of get on the path of full compliance and taking the medication 100% of the time and at the same time how can you bring in new ways to cope and really care for yourself so you, f you feel like the needs that alcohol is currently meeting for you you know perhaps even make a list like what is alcohol doing for me even if you're drinking and intoxicated like to understand what needs alcohol is meeting what is it doing inside of you that makes you want to go to it time and time again and not not comply with taking the naltrexone every single time so to get clear on what is it numbing what needs is it meeting and what are other things you can do to start meeting those needs and, and again that that requires a little bit of effort on your part but it's also really fun because you begin to start experimenting with other things that can really start to feel healing and you know for me in my bath experience i didn't really take a lot of baths when i drank a lot because i just spent so many nights drinking and that's just what i did but as i started to take more baths and get more in the, the habit or that ritual 
it was like something I looked forward to and it was so healing and so rewarding and a time when I could just contemplate and be with myself. Um, and now it's like a part of my almost daily life and I couldn't imagine not having that in my life along with the other things that I've um, really integrated as part of my coping and healing. And so um, again, I think a lot of people struggling with non-compliance, they are aware that they're wanting to numb. You know, it's not a mystery like, hmm, why am I not complying? Um, but I think it's helpful to just go within and do that work and realize you don't have to make this immediate change overnight and all of a sudden be 100% compliant. Um, but set many goals for yourself so that you can start working toward that full compliance. Um, and I, one more thing I want to say that someone shared on the Facebook group as well is who was struggling with this issue. They just committed to taking the pill every single day. So it was always in their system whether they were drinking or not that day. But of course, there's that issue of you can choose to not take the pill um, if you don't want to. But um, I think you've got to just really get to the root of why it is you want to numb and start to kind of you know, those are very much open wounds for sure. They're just um, exposed and feel really vulnerable um, when we want to mask something with alcohol. And so as soon as you start, um, you know, taking alcohol out of the picture is something that you can numb with in that way. Or if you have enough repeated drinking experiences on naltrexone and you realize, oh my God, it's not numbing in the same way, then that starts to remove and that wound starts to really breathe and have an opportunity to heal because alcohol is just keeping it exposed and open and deep. It's not doing anything for you. Trust me. Um, it might feel like it is temporarily, but it's really not. It's like you just keep picking off the scab every time you drink. And so um, if you have enough repeated drinking experiences on naltrexone and you start to see that that's not doing it for you, that's not doing the numbing anymore, okay, let's open up the wound and see what else can we can apply to it to allow it to heal. You know, what things, what salves, what emotional, spiritual, soulful salves can we put on it um, to really let it heal and things to release and for you to just really come back to yourself and feel more whole, feel, for, feel more like yourself um, for the first time in a long time, more than likely. And once you start to get those little glimpses of, okay, healing is possible, I can overcome this. I um, am not that person I thought I was. I, I don't need alcohol like I thought I did. And you start to get these little glimpses of your potential and who you can be. That is a game changer. And there's like no going back from there because the sweetness of life starts to come back. You start to feel more present. You start to notice things that feel good um, in your life. You start to appreciate things and, and people and you start to see yourself show up differently. You start to feel better health-wise and that is that is really living and there's nothing sweeter than that no substance can can top that at all um, and it just takes time it takes time it takes a little effort and commitment and being super kind to yourself and so i think that's all for this video today i really hope it was helpful um, it's not a quick fix it's not a quick answer to this issue um, but hopefully some of those insights can help and if you are someone who has struggled with compliance on this method and you have tips to share or you want to share more about your experience please put it in the comments below people are always interacting it's such an amazing community of people who um, follow this channel and who are on the Sinclair method or other ways that they're addressing their alcohol problems. Thanks guys for watching. See you later. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast. For additional Sinclair method resources and support, please check out the information in our show notes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.